You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. So now we continue with the event of Hudaybiyah. It has been reported that when the Prophet headed towards Mecca, a man by the name of Bishr ibn Sufyan al-Atki met him on the way. The Prophet asked him, do you have any news from the Meccans? He said, yes, I was just in Mecca and I did the tawaf when someone made a call from the mountain of Abu Qubais. Abu Qubais is a mountain overlooking Mecca. This man who's talking to the Prophet, who's bringing him news from Mecca, he says, I was doing tawaf when a, an announcement was made from the mountain. And all Meccans heard that call. Basically, it's lines of poetry mobilizing Meccans to support their idols. Oh, you Meccans, support, their, support your idols and stop the intruders from entering the Haram area, from entering Mecca. So this man is telling the Prophet, after they heard this call, the Meccans gathered and made an oath not to let anyone enter Mecca that year. We're not going to let any pilgrims in. Now this narration states that the Prophet said, do you know who made that call on Jabal Abi Qubais? He said who? He told him that was Salfa. He is the shaitan of the idols. He's a shaitan, a devil, who whispers to people to worship the idols. And the Prophet said he, he's going to be killed soon. This shaitan is going to be killed. Then another call was made from the mountain of Abu Qubais, according to this hadith. We don't know who made the call, but we may conclude it's Jibra'il who made that call. And this caller made the following announcement, saying these lines of Arabic uh, in poetry, these poetic lines in Arabic. شَاهَتْ وُجُوهُ رِجَالٍ حَالَفُوا صَنَمًا How miserable are those faces that are supporting idols. وَخَابَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَا قَصَّرَ الْهِمَمَا Their efforts are in vain, they're not going to achieve anything. إِنِّي قَتَلْتُ عَدُوَّ اللَّهِ سَلْفَعَةً I have killed the enemy of God, Salfa'a, this devil. So maybe Jibra'il killed him. شَيْطَانَ أَوْثَانِكُمْ سَحْقًا لِمَنْ سُحْقًا أو سَحْقًا لِمَنْ ظُلِمًا He's the shaitan of your idols. He's an oppressor and he's been killed. وَقَدْ أَتَاكُمْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي نَفَرٍ The Messenger of Allah has come, you, has come to you with a number of people. وَكُلُّهُمْ مُحْرِمٌ لَا يَسْفِكُونَ دَمًا And they're in the same state of ihram. They don't intend to kill anyone. So there is a story mentioned in some hadiths that shaitan made this call. And you know, possibly Jibra'il responded to him. Sometimes that could happen. In fact, we have in the hadith about the signs of reappearance that Jibra'il makes a call. Everyone will hear it around the world. What is the, what is the call going to say? The call is going to say, be prepared, the Mahdi is going to reappear. Later, Shaitan is going to make another call to falsify Jibra'il. He says, no, 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 that's a false call. Follow my path, the Dajjal's path. Now, have scholars all 
accepted this hadith. Some scholars have, you know, kind of doubted this hadith. Some scholars have said when we examine this hadith, we don't really know if it's authentic. Because they question, why did this devil show up there and not elsewhere? Like, why during that moment? And the sequence of events kind of don't add up. And the Prophet wanted to secretly arrive Mecca. For, so for Jibreel to tell them Rasulullah is coming, that kind of exposes the plot of the Prophet. Therefore, we are not sure if this is, you know, an authentic hadith. This is, you know, something that some scholars, some scholars have mentioned. What do you feel about this story of, of Salfa, the shaitan, making this call? It's, it's mentioned in, in, in works of history. Yeah, Sunnah sources. It's mentioned primarily in the Sunni sources. I mean, I don't find anything fundamentally, you know, unacceptable about it it's possible you know the, we there are devils who supported idolatry and they definitely supported the pagans of mecca so it's it's possible that he made a call to mobilize the meccans to stop the prophet from entering it's possible yeah the, the jibrail would make numerous announcements and calls in any case one of the interesting events that happened is one that occurred by the city of Juhfa. Juhfa is an area between Mecca and Medina, and that is an area where many people go to put on their ihram in order to go to Mecca. As Shaykh al-Mufid, one of the great scholars of the past, he has narrated this hadith. He states that when the Prophet was in this pilgrimage, he reaches this area called Juhfa. They didn't have any water. The Muslims who were with the Prophet, they ran out of water. So the Prophet dispatches Sa'd ibn Malik. He was one of his companions. He tells him, oh Sa'd, go and bring us water. Take these water containers and go to those wells and bring us some water. Go to the place where people take water from, whether a spring, whether a well, and bring us water. Sa'd goes in an attempt to bring water, but he returns empty-handed. He says to the Prophet I was not able to proceed. I was in full fear of the enemy. I feared the enemy. Those pagans on the other side, I got intimidated by them. Because this is their area. This is their territory. This was not Muslim territory. So I was scared to proceed further and go to the watering area and get some water. The Prophet told him, okay, sit. Then the Prophet sent another person to get water. Now the sources don't mention his name. His name is not mentioned. Maybe it's to cover up the failure of this companion, we don't know. But his name has not been mentioned in the source. And the same thing happened to him. He said, I was afraid to proceed. This is enemy territory. Now our observation is, this is Rasulullah commanding you to get water. 
what's the worst thing that could happen? You'll die. And if you die executing the command of the Prophet, what are you considered? Shaheed, you're a martyr. Imagine Rasulullah, the greatest creation of God, the final messenger, making a personal request from you, sending you on a mission to bring water to Muslims in the desert. And you come and you say, I feared the enemy. What kind of a follower are you? How are you sacrificing? If you're not going to sacrifice in these areas, then where are you going to sacrifice? Muslims need water, they're in the desert, it's hot. They desperately need it. And the Prophet is commanding you. What's the worst thing that can happen? You die, you, you go straight to heaven. So it's really disturbing that some of these companions were not quick in executing the Prophet's command. In fact, they just failed in doing so. So when the Prophet saw that these two companions failed on this mission, who did the Prophet dispatch? No, the Prophet, he is the leader of the group, so he has to stay there. So who did he send? Imam Ali So at that point, the Prophet calls on Imam Ali and he tells him, take these water containers and please bring us some water. Now the enemy who was standing on the other side, they saw two of these companions retreat and go back. In other words, they chickened out, right? So they thought this third is also going to leave. He's going to come close, he's going to get scared, and then he's going to go back towards the Prophet's side. They had no doubt that the third one is going to chicken out as well. But this time, it's Imam Ali alayhi salam. This is Abu al-Hasan, when the Prophet commands him to do some, something, he does not care about his own well-being. My Prophet has asked me to get water. My only mission in life right now is to fulfill the request of the Prophet. That was the attitude of Imam Ali alayhi salam. So the Imam, the Imam alayhi salam goes, he, he crosses that desert area, he reaches the watering place, he fills the containers with water, and then he brings that water to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa No one dares even attack Imam Ali. When they see his courage, and they see him confident and determined to take the water, no one even tries to strike an arrow at him. فَكَبَّرَ النَّبِيُّ sallallahu alayhi wa The Prophet said, Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater, and he prayed for Imam Ali for this moment of sacrifice. Now I have a question for you. If the Prophet knew from the beginning that these two companions are going to fail, they're not going to bring the water, and in the end, Ali ibn Abi Talib has to complete the job. Why did he not send Imam Ali in the first place? To give other people a chance, so no one says the Prophet never gave us a chance, and to show the greatness of Imam Ali. Because if the Prophet sends Imam Ali on the first try, and he goes and he gets the water, no one really knows why this is an achievement. Okay, any, we all could have done that. Had you dispatched us, we would have also brought water. But the Prophet wanted to prove to his companions, only Imam Ali is fit to lead after me. Not you people who are weakened in the face of the enemy. I gave you the chance, you failed, Imam Ali succeeded. Know this, this is all going to be used as proof against the companions who marginalized Imam Ali on the Day of Judgment. This is all proof against them. 
and this is proof for all Muslims, to demonstrate who's the qualified representative of the Prophet. So this is an interesting happen that happened, event that happened at Juhfa on the Prophet's way to Mecca in the event of Hudaybiyah.